Welcome into the Husker Hypecast, where we are slightly less hyped, not because the game isn't important, but because we don't want to ruin our equipment, which has been the case <laughs> prior. I am Mike Shaver. That chuckle you heard was Brian Christofferson. The silence you always hear is Michael Brunts. It surrounds you. Gentlemen, it does. like the fog, I roll in and roll out. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, Indiana, Nebraska. Uh, I've commented several times I have a really hard time with this game because I have no idea what Indiana is. I've talked with Matt Weaver uh, from 24-7 Sports who covers Indiana. He was on my radio show, and he even seemed pretty skeptical about what version of the Hoosiers were going to show up in Lincoln. Hey, to me, this looks like a total toss-up game. Brian, how do you go about trying to handicap this thing? Yeah, I mean, they got a good record, 5-2. and two for the, You know, that's they're really happy with that. And statistically, on both sides of the ball, they're solid. Like, their total defense, they're ranked 18th. Total offense, 31st. Uh, they're scoring it well. Michael Penix, if he plays at quarterback, is an exciting left-hander uh, who can move around a little bit. And I think a big part of who wins is going to be determined on if he actually plays or not since he was injured last week. But the thing about them is their best win is probably, what, beating Maryland this past Saturday yeah. in a six-point game on the road. Um, Against a backup quarterback. Yeah, so and uh, backup running back. I think we, around here, as we tend to do, for fair reason because Nebraska is struggling, but we've kind of built Indiana up, too, in the past few days. And uh, they're an okay team. They're not a great team. Okay is probably good enough right now. Like it could Nebraska, be. Right? Nebraska wants to be an okay team. It's a fascinating matchup because you've got Indiana that's playing well. We don't really know against whom. Uh, you've got Nebraska coming off of a bye week where they went limping into the bye. We've heard that they got great work done during the bye, found some running plays that might work, and now we're going to see if that's true or not. And you know that you have the added intrigue of neither team really knows who their quarterback's going to probably be. Nebraska's lacking a lot of playmakers probably because of injury. Uh, this one is really tough to kind of nail down. And actually today, I, I know it opened with Indiana favored by two uh, as of the recording of this podcast, which may or may not be on Friday. It's not. Um, Nebraska's now favored by a point. So... Uh, I think everybody's kind of trying to make heads or tails of this game, and uh, I guess we'll try to do that over the next 15 or 20 minutes here. Yeah, I am going to be, you know, really curious what the game plan looks like for Nebraska offensively. I would think given some of the issues this season, they would lean pretty hard on just trying to line up and feed Diedrich Mills, get him going forward, play some power football, and try to go forward. Uh, that way, the problem with that is, and this is a problem Nebraska has faced regardless of what they've tried to do offensively, you got to be consistent. And they've struggled to find consistency, whether it was lining up and just doing things correctly, whether it's avoiding the yellow hankies that they uh, seem to covet, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And Nebraska just needs to stay out of its own way long enough to uh, to sustain some of these drives. And so I'll be very curious if they're able to do that regardless of who's at quarterback. And then once you kind of get into the quarterback discussion, if it is Adrian Martinez, how much is he actually able to do, and can you turn him loose? And if you can't turn him loose, do you even play him? Because I guess uh, 
if he can't be effective with his legs, I don't know how much value there is to having someone like that playing this week. Not because he isn't a capable passer at times, too, but it just seems to me that they need to have someone who has the ability to make plays using every possible weapon that they possess. Like, uh, turn me loose. That was lover boy, wasn't it? I don't know. Turn me loose. No. Wait, what's the, what's the next line? I don't know. I think it's <laughs> that that repeated over and over again. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to follow that up. Write in if you know. I was going to I was going to say uh with the quarterback talk, not lover boy talk. I I think uh I think it's a true freshman Luke McCaffrey time. Um in some significant role that's that's what one of my predictions I, I i think he's you're talking about a quarterback who can give the defense a different look with with the run game that martinez might not be able to do right now because of the injury Same uh with Vedral, yeah we don't injury. know exactly if how much Vedral is going to fly around uh we you know we've heard all three have practiced and um, a lot can also change in the last 24 to 48 hours sometimes with guys. You always got to remember that. Like, you can think, uh, okay, this is who's going to start on Thursday, and then Saturday morning, you know, someone's feeling good and they take a shot. So you, you always got to keep that in mind. Uh, but I do think the young kid is going to get a look in this game, and I think they've been smart to last week. They wanted to play him or against Minnesota, but the score got out of hand, and that Mario Verdusco said on Wednesday – uh, yeah, we had the talk and the headsets, and we decided we couldn't use up that game on him because they know he's going to be valuable in games like these. Do you guys expect that we'll see? I mean, we've heard it all season. We talked a little bit about uh, on the regular podcast, but do you expect that we see a guy like Ty Robinson in, in this game or more Ramir Johnson or somebody like that as kind of a, not a change-up, but just a, a new face coming out of the bye week? Are you willing to, I guess, die on that hill? I am not with this staff. They're not willing to die on that hill, so I'm not going to die on it for them. Um, I, until they start to play these guys with regularity, and I mean really play them, as, as discussed on the Husker 24-7 podcast, I can't sit here and say that I expect things to be a lot different personnel-wise outside of some of these injuries. Now, is there an opportunity that Ty Robinson gets some run late in the game one way or the other? Sure. But if we're talking, do I think Ramir Johnson is going to get double-digit touches in a game? No, I don't. Uh, do I think that one of the freshman wide receivers is going to have three catches in a game? I don't. And that, to me, is like appreciable playing and action and watching and seeing if these guys can do stuff for you. Not so much whether they're put out there and they don't get the ball or they have five total snaps. The, so I... I I just don't expect anything to be really different just based on what hearing from the coaches. I mean, they just sound the same as they have in other weeks. I I do think they're going to give Ramirez a little run. I don't know this is I'm going to say they're going to get to double digits or anything with carries with him. But I could see him getting seven to eight touches maybe. Because um, I throw in some passes, though. Yeah, I I felt it could be a dangerous swing pass weapon for him too. I felt like held on Wednesday um seemed kind of resolute in the idea that they might need to audition him this week and maybe next week and if it goes really well maybe you think about burning the red shirt. Um so I think he'll be a part of it to the Ty Robinson question. Um 
I don't see it because I, I think there's just too much depth there. I think this game's going to be too close. And unless the score gets out of hand or something, I just think you're going to see your main rotation of five or six guys. Oh, sorry. I was attempting to do some work. I, sorry. I forgot the silence. Yeah. I didn't really have anything to add because I asked the question. All right. Well, <laughs> you should have said, like, that was a good question. Yeah. Just complimented Great yourself. Great question, Michael. <laughs> uh, let's move to there. Nebraska on the defensive side of the ball. Um, a lot of talk about how the defensive line, the front seven, played against Minnesota. This is an Indiana team that wants to run the ball with Stevie Scott. Uh, he can run the ball well. This is one of the better running backs that they have played this year, if if we're being honest. Now, he's put these numbers up against not-so-great teams, but I think even against Michigan State, I think he ran okay. So, to me, and this isn't a shock, it's the same thing as it was against Minnesota, you have to take him you know, out of the game or slow down that rushing attack if you're going to stop Indiana. And they have some big wide receivers, too. They can go out and make some plays depending on who their their quarterback is going to be. Against against Michigan State, he ran for 66 yards. Against Ohio State, he ran for nine. So it's, it looks a little bit different when it's not Rutgers, Maryland, Connecticut. But uh, he's still a talented kid, and he had a nice – he's a 1,000-yard rusher last year as a freshman. Uh, I think Indiana and Tom Allen have done a nice job accumulating talent, and this is going to be a big battle to me that Nebraska needs to come out with a W. Because if they look like they did with their run fits against Minnesota, they're going to get run over at home by Indiana, and it is not going to be handled well. You think Nebraska will see some stretch in this game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to make the inside linebackers attempt to stay home? Yeah. It, it, I, I think they will. It's uh, This game feels like a big one for JoJo Doman. Um, you know, Indiana's going to go spread Nebraska out. They'll probably try to run uh, out of the spread. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be – they're going to show signs of what Nebraska's offense looks like. And, you know, this is going to be a challenge for Nebraska's defense because you're going to have – your outside linebackers have to play in space. Uh, so, you know – Jojo Doman's going to have to be big. I don't know what you do on the other side uh, with Alex Davis or Tyron Ferguson. I mean, it, it might be a game where you get a little bit of Garrett Nelson on the I, other side, I think too, you're getting a lot of them. Uh, just because of the matchup and what he's shown. So that, that to me, is the, the big matchup is, you know, Nebraska's linebackers having to kind of deal with what uh, Indiana throws at Nebraska offensively. The one thing that could be to Nebraska's advantage is – Indiana's going to look at that Minnesota film, and they're going to copycat some things. That's what happens in football. But the stuff that beat Nebraska was so basic, and you had time for two weeks to work on it. And maybe against an O-line, I don't know. Indiana, to me, feels a little more spready and not like smash mouth in Minnesota, even though Minnesota wasn't a great running team. I don't think Indiana has necessarily the formula on offense that kills Nebraska's defense. And so I could see Indiana trying to duplicate what Minnesota did, and Nebraska had time to work on it. And it's basic stuff that if you could fix a few things, you could suddenly look like really in control against that type of the type of stuff that's getting thrown at you. But mm-hmm. Indiana's got a smart OC. They they made a really good hire. They got DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer. He was at Fresno State, and Brunson knows as well as anybody from his time watching <laughs> West Coast football. 
I mean, they, they went, like, improved like 100 yards in a season yeah. per game because of this guy. Uh, so he's pretty sharp. He was at uh, Sioux Falls, right? And he did really well there. They're paying him $800,000, so they made an investment in him to get things turned around. But uh, I don't know. If Penix doesn't play, I think that's a big deal. Uh, Ramsey obviously has experience, did a nice job this past Saturday, but I think Penix is a really good young player. Yeah, I mean, I just from what Matt Weaver said, it does seem like there would be a pretty decent difference between what Indiana's offense kind of can do with Ramsey in there versus they have kind of the full breadth of things with with Penix. Uh, going back to the the running back there, Stevie, he's six foot two, two hundred and thirty two pounds. Yeah. Like this is another week where Nebraska is going to have to tackle. And we talked about Minnesota and what it was simplistic as to what they did in the stretch plays, and we talked a lot about positioning when Nebraska was in position, and there were several times where they hit people. They hit the Minnesota running backs in the backfield and then just got dragged for mm-hmm. several yards going forward. And so they they talked about how physical their bye week practices were, a lot of good on good. I sure hope that they come prepared to tackle Saturday because that that was another thing that came out of that Minnesota game where it's like, okay, you hit the guy. How did he still end up five yards from you when you made contact? Like they just they didn't finish enough plays. So it that's what I think is so frustrating to to fans when you watch that Minnesota outcome is it wasn't like there was a whole lot of razzle-tassle. They just lined up, they ran, you knew where they were going to be, you weren't there, and then when you were there, they just went through you. Yeah. And so I, I really think Nebraska has to come out and, and play tough, play physical, and try to force Indiana to win this game through the air. I think that's their best chance of, of coming out with a win. Yeah, middle backers need to play well. And, uh, you know, Mo Berry is a senior captain. He's got to step his game up. And uh, Honus and Miller have got to be have, they've got to be better. I think we're going to see more Garrett Nelson. Javon DeWitt said the other day his snap total could double this week. Um, so I, I don't know. It's possible Garrett Nelson could be out there right off the bat. We'll see. Yeah, well, certainly keep an eye on it. You guys ready for some bold predictions? Yes. All right. Well, Brunt seems especially ready. Look at, look at me chomping at the bit over here. Oddly specific bold prediction from Brunt. I think we see a special teams or defensive touchdown from Nebraska in this game. Um, do you want to get even more specific and pick which one? I do. Okay. <laughs> I think it's going to happen on defense. Oh. I think it's going to be a Lamar Jackson touchdown. I think that he makes up for not housing that <laughs> touchdown against Northwestern. He makes a pick and runs the ball back 30 yards, 31 yards, as this came to me, 31 yards for a pick six touchdown, giving Nebraska what they desperately need in this game. All right. Uh, Brian, I have one. Uh, go for you, it. Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah go All ahead. Right. Wyatt Mazur oh, scores. <laughs> Why did I let you go? Ahead? go first. <laughs> I I kind of wondered. Wyatt Mazur <laughs> scores a touchdown on Saturday through the air. Scores on a screen pass. Oh. Whoa! Yeah. How do you like that for oddly specific? Jeez. Give me thirteen yards. But oddly specific, not a miracle. <laughs> ah, bummer. <laughs> I should have went. Should have taken the ball. I deferred. Yep. Um, Went right down. Oh, scored. I'm not. This isn't going to be. I'm not going to f- 
piggyback. But I, I do think Missouri – I've always thought White Missouri was going to have one game at Nebraska, like kind of a magical Saturday where he, like, had, like, 80-some yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where he's, like, the story of the day. And I sort of have this idea it could be Saturday, you know, where he's, like, the, the, the guy. Um, so I like that prediction. But I'll say – all right, I'll do it. I'll say I'll say Pickering does some kickering. Whoa. Um, but up to it, how many yards? It's going to be like a thirty-three yarder. Okay. They're going to be on like a fourth and five, and they're going to be like sixteen. They're going to be like ah, he can't. We can't stretch him too far, you know, with the injury. But he can hit thirty-three. Let's put him out there and spend a game on him. And this is an important game. So uh, I'll say Pickering. Knocks one through. Do you think he does the extra points too, or no. they only use him for the field goal? I think the only my this is just what I would do, kind of. I would only use him on specific field goals certain weeks where I thought like, okay, he's more reliable than our other guys, and we, you really need three points here. Let the other guys bank on that they can hit an extra point, which is some, sometimes a lot to ask, but it has been. Uh, I'll say Pickering. All right. Uh, do we go straight into predictions now? Yes. Is that is that are we ready? Does everybody know what they want to do? This has been a tough one. Do you have your strange scores ready to go? I'm ready. Would you like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I'll say Nebraska against all odds pulls this one out. It's not gonna be a pretty it's gonna be really just bad at times. (laughs) But they're gonna win twenty three to nineteen over Indiana at home. Twenty three nineteen Huskers get back on the, the winning the winning path. I wish there was a way that I could just bet he's going to pick 19. Yeah. Because it was in my head. I was like, he's going to pick 19. 19 as always. right? 23-19 for Brunts. Nebraska wins. BC, do you want the ball this time? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to pick Nebraska. I've gone back and forth. I'll say 25-22 to 22 in the odd score. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, is, that, to... is that Pickering field goal the deciding one? I don't know how they're going to get – they're going to – no, it's not going to be like as time expires. Um, not no walk-off Pickering? I don't know how they're going to get to 25, but that's what I'm going with. 25 to 22 with one Pickering kick, and somehow you do the math and get there. Uh, I think, as we said on the previous podcast this week, I think it's going to be emotional in the stadium, and I, I hope Nebraska meets the moment because I feel like this is one of those games where the fan base wants to rally behind their boys. And like, kind of like, all right, let's figure this out. Let's find a way to get a W and get this this ball rolling. But they need some good stuff to happen early. I think the defense is going to play well. I think uh, I think they've got it within them to stop an offense like this. I don't think Indiana's played a lot of great competition yet, and when they have, they haven't fared that well on that side of the ball. So I I think the black shirts will do the black jerseys somewhat proud and pull it out. I forgot about the black Yeah, jerseys. we had to mention that. Probably because they're terrible. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, well, well, they're in the top <laughs> half of, of uh, uniforms. We like need to get into a discussion today. about it next week after we see them. Yeah. Okay, well, we can, we can do that. We'll <laughs> save that for next week. All right, well, you two homers took Nebraska. I will also take Nebraska. Oh, man. I was hoping you were going to throw your lot in with Tom Crean and the boys. No, I'm not picking Tom Arnold in this game. So... <laughs> I have Nebraska. I was going to go with a weird score, but then BC kind of took one of the numbers, so I got mad. Which one, 25 or 22? Uh, I thought 
uh, 22. I was going to go 26, 22. That's payback for Missouri. It is. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to bump it a little bit. We're going to go uh, traditional 27-24 Nebraska win over Indiana. I I kind of like Nebraska in this spot. I I do. I think coming off the bye week, you got a coaching staff that can sink their teeth in, prepare a little bit, put together a game plan to to get things going again. I do think that there is some value in being able to go simplistic on offense. You don't have to worry about having all the mouths to feed. You got Diedrich Mills. You ride him a little bit. I think Nebraska will run the ball okay on Saturday. Don't know what it looks like at quarterback. I've specifically tried to avoid avoid it because it could be any number of guys at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if two different people take snaps at some point on Saturday. So, uh, you know, we'll see what it looks like. I'm going to Nebraska 27-24, and we will return next week. Nebraska goes to Purdue. Do they go there at 5-3 and three or are they 4-4? Four and four?